0: Stand-up Nuggets Nation, it's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports, on your home for the most Nuggets content, Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to the Washington Wizards doing a deal with the Denver Nuggets that sends Will Barton and Monte Morris to Washington in exchange for Contavius Caldwell, Pope, KCP, and Ish Smith. It was Sham Sharanya, who I believe had the a news right before his mentor, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, had it. Um, okay, want to just share some of the thoughts here. I, and I want to start with uh, Will Barton, actually. Um, who has become very much a lightning rod of conversation uh, among Nuggets fans on social media during Denver Nuggets games, um, and it's totally understandable why. Will Barton, um, he was a divisive topic. He would divide a room because his play had slipped, because he was not um, as healthy as as he had been earlier in his career, and because he's just naturally getting older, and his game did not age with his age itself uh, and his status really within this team he's 31 years old now injury uh ridden the last couple years you remember you know famously he, he wasn't in the bubble and all this and you know lacked the explosion at the rim that he once had this is probably a deal that should have happened a year ago if not 2 years ago instead of signing him back up i think it was a 2 year for 16 A million a piece. It's just a little bit too rich for my blood, but you know it's the NBA and get sticker shock a little bit. Um, But this is a guy that you know most fans are really happy that he's gone, and I'm not telling you not to feel that way. I I think this needed to happen, Um, but at the same time, I want to make sure that we acknowledge a guy that played over 500 basketball games in a Denver Nugget uniform, like. Will Barton was a good Denver Nugget. Will Barton is the franchise all-time leader in three-point shots made. Now, um, did it match what the Nuggets were currently doing? No, it didn't. That's, that, that's that's why I think today is a good thing that he's gone. But that being said, when a guy is a part of your franchise for a decade, okay, and and, and not quite a, a decade, I think his first season was 2014-2015, but guys, this is pro sports for to for any guy to stay in one location like that for as long as he did like look at look at the other guy in this deal Ish Smith who is now on his record 13th NBA team I mean that is just in, incredible so for Will Barton to play hundreds and hundreds of basketball games here in Denver also while they're trying to reshape the culture Like, Will Barton's time here in Denver almost matches up with the arrival of Michael Malone and this arc that started years ago right around the same window as he came into the fold. And he was good for this team all the way up. Now, when the Nuggets were hitting their peak, uh, Will was not at his peak. And so I think those things kind of clashed. You know, my co-host said today, like, he was a guy that could get hot. And that's true. But the fact is, Will kind of always thought he was hot. And and that's the mindset of a scorer like Will Barton. You actually, you know, in a lot of ways, you don't want him to change in that regard. Um, but as things were changing around him, um, he, never, he never really adjusted or adapted. The guy was averaging, you know, 15 points a game this past season. It's freaking, freaking good. Um, but you know, was it efficient? You know, uh, not n- not not as efficient as it once was. I'll say that not as efficient as it once was. Um, so, Will Barton, like tip of the cap, is, is basically what what I'm trying to say. Like it was it was time, it was time for this separation. Um, but that also doesn't mean it's not time to actually take a look back at the bigger picture of the better part of a decade um, and and some of the things that I think we should probably remember Will Barton for. Years from now, while also acknowledging that this was a good uh, a good breaking point, uh, m- maybe even a little bit too late. Um, the Monte Morris piece is going to sting. Monte Morris is a really good basketball player. Uh, for years on this podcast, I have said that you know Monte Morris probably is not a championship level starting guard, but I think he's a championship level backup point guard. I do, and for that guy to put together the career that he had after he was picked i just got done saying this on the radio too pick number 51 in the nba compared to like pick number 51 in the nfl draft if you're like flirting with a top 50 pick it's amazing in the nfl in the nba it's siberia second round 51st overall is siberia back in 2017 and for that guy to you know take a year and then really that second year started to play I mean think about that. Second year as a second round player uh back in 2018-19, he was averaging 24 minutes a game. He was averaging double figures in a second year in the NBA. It's incredible. The the blue collar nature of Monte Morris was really really fun to watch and his arrival in Denver coincided with my arrival in Denver. Uh, back in early 2017. So I got to be here, unlike uh, some of these other Nuggets, Will Barton, just talked about him, I was here for every step of the way for Monte. And you just credit that guy for turning himself out of thin air, uh, scratching and clawing a work ethic uh, um, on his way to, you know, getting 30 minutes a night for the Denver Nuggets. Now, this past year is probably a little bit too much for for, – an ideal role for him uh, on a team that's trying to win a championship. But we know all about, you know, guys just having to play up and almost like not play out of position, but play out of their role and having to step up a little bit. And Monte was asked to do that. And he did. I mean, talking about a guy who shot nearly 50% from the field and was nearly 30% uh, or or, excuse me, nearly 40% from three this past season. So that's going to sting. But in order to do something progressive, you always have to do something that you don't want to do right and to make this deal happen it was going to have to be monte morris so you thank him for his time and wish him the best of luck in washington and hopefully he continues to develop as a pro and is around this league for the next you know five to seven years who knows Um, but that one stings a little bit that one stings a little bit but in the fold is contavious caldwell pope and that's really what this deal is about in terms of the incoming players. We'll, we'll see what happens with Ish Smith. Um, he's a fine player, but there's a reason that this is his 13th NBA stop. KCP represents something different. This is a guy that played a real role on an NBA championship team. And we saw that up close and personal from a Nugget standpoint in the bubble uh, as he was you know, over 25 minutes a night for that group that went on to win a championship. Uh, This is a guy that is going to be hopefully a steadying force from the three-point arc who averaged, you know, 39% from three. That's better than Will Barton. Um, So uh, you're talking about a guy who shot 41% from three uh, the season before that uh, in 2020-2021. And uh, you can't talk about Contavious Caldwell-Pope without talking about his length and his defense on the perimeter The Nuggets were one of the worst perimeter defensive teams in the NBA. Certainly the worst of the playoff teams that had to get better. Will Barton, man, had deteriorated to such a degree defensively. Like, it wasn't even like three years ago. Will, it was just an albatross on that end of the floor. And Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's younger, who's who's 29 years old, um, and will be when this season starts in the fall, Um, I think – Brings a, a, a younger player, an upgrade defensively, an upgrade from three. So I, I like the deal. Um, I know uh, I don't love the deal. I'm not in love with it. I don't think, you know, Washington was fleeced uh, by, by any, any sense. There, there's some people saying that, 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 that the Nuggets were fleeced on social media. I don't see that view of it either. Uh, I, I can see a scenario where both teams come out just a little bit better uh, for a couple different reasons here. And for the Nuggets perspective, you hope that defense, that length, um, in the playoffs in particular, um, is 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 an upgrade and is a progressive move. So is KCP going to be averaging you know, 15, 16, 17 points? Probably not. But he, I think he can average anywhere from 10 to 13 and be a, a defensive stalwart on that end of the floor. And that's something that uh, I think the Denver Nuggets uh, needed and needed badly. The other portion of of this trade is that um you know a few years ago when Tim Connolly traded Tory Craig it was almost like a symbol or a signal rather that hey Michael Porter Jr. like this is now his pathway to play it was almost like forcing Michael Malone to play Michael Porter Jr. I think this in some ways uh is the same sort of deal for Bones Highland that when this team is is fully healthy, Monte Morris is going to be a backup point guard and a damn good one, right? But but he's going to be the backup point guard. I think we saw enough from Bones Highland in his rookie season, being the first you know all all rookie team uh, member, second team, first time since Jamal Murray uh, half a decade ago. I, th- that that guy needs to play and he needs to play a lot. The ball needs to be in Bones Highland's hands with that second group. And who knows in time, maybe, maybe he's with the first group uh, in time, but right now I think it's again, a signal that, okay, we like what we have from Bones Highland. This guy is going to play. He's going to play a bunch and we're willing to part ways with Monte Morris, you know, and and that team friendly contract uh, that Morris is on. I think it's making like 9 million a year or something to to, to the tune of that. Um, And we're going to move on from that for, for this. And, Look, it, it also deserves to, to, to be mentioned that Contavius Caldwell-Pope, Is Smith, these guys are coming in with expiring contracts. So I think we're going to learn a little bit about the direction of this team, how aggressive this team is going to be in free agency. And I think some of that um, is going to be a litmus test in terms of the commitment to winning from ownership. Because right now, you look at the finances of it, you get rid of J. Mike's contract, and I believe that was um, saving you $8 million. You get rid of uh, Will Barton, who's making around 15 16 You get rid of um, uh, uh, Monte Morris, and that's to a lesser degree. His, his contract's a little bit more team-friendly. But you're moving on from money. How much of that is to get lower on the luxury tax, or how much of it— is to be aggressive in free agency. And right now with the timing of this podcast, it's the day of the trade here on the 29th of June. Wow. About to turn the, turn the page here in the next 48 hours of the month of July. But um, we're going to, we're going to get to know a little bit like, okay, if, if, if this is ends to a means uh, or, or excuse me, means to an end and that's being aggressive in free agency. Okay. Um, if this is just to get lower on the luxury tax, well, I can tell you it's going to piss some fans off, and you hope it doesn't piss Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray off. Like if you get through three quarters of the way through the season, we're looking around like, wait, this was our plan. So there's work that still needs to be done, and once again, we're just going to have to show just a, a little bit of a little bit of uh, patience here in that regard. So, and then also like also like. D- does this does this open up minutes for some of your drafted players, or even a Colin Gillespie, who's on that two wheel um, two two way deal uh, out of Villanova? Got a ton of experience, five year player, four year starter. Watched literally every game. I shouldn't say every three out of every four uh, of of the games that Colin Gillespie played. Uh, as I had a hometown connection to Villanova, that was his teammate. Um, so I saw I saw a lot of Gillespie and there's a lot to like about Gillespie, but you know, I, you know, what does it mean for Brown in minutes? You know, out of Kansas, moving forward? we 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 just don't know. We just don't know. I, I don't think it has anything to do with Peyton Watson. I can tell you that, but um, we'll, we'll just see. We'll just see. So we'll see what Calvin Booth does. But we're starting to guys. By the way, learn a little bit about Calvin Booth. And we heard about the ruthless, you know, he's he's shown an ability to be, to be ruthless, make ruthless decisions. I don't know if, if Tim Connolly would have made this deal. Now, I, I think it's reasonable to speculate that he would have, felt like the Nuggets needed a shakeup, um, but to the degree of saying goodbye to both Monte and Will, those were Tim Connolly's guys, um, and we just don't know the, 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 the answer to that question. Um, and really, nor is it relevant. He's in Minnesota, and we got t- Calvin Booth here in Denver. So, okay, uh, those were just some of the initial thoughts. We're going to check back in here, um, whether it's a little bit later in the week or early next week, about uh, some follow up moves. But those are just some of the initial reactions here today. Guys, I hope your week is off to a great start. If you're an Avalanche fan, uh, congrats. You got a world championship and a parade on Thursday. I hope everyone has fun. Stay safe. And we will be circling back here next week to catch up more on the Mile High Hoops podcast.